Hi, Josh Sorrell here from Sandhill FWB Church in Sandusky, Ohio. The podcast that you're about to enjoy was given live before our congregation here at Sandhill, and we pray that this podcast will encourage and challenge your walk with Christ. For more sermons like this, as well as additional Christian content, visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com or check out our social media pages on YouTube and Facebook, keyword Sandhill FWB Church. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way. You may have, you may have read this uh, scripture before, a few of you, but we're going to be looking at the 23rd Psalm this morning. So I ask you to stand and honor God's Word. I know it's familiar. I know we've heard it so many times. Uh, but it is good. Amen. You know, there's a reason scriptures are familiar. It's because they are good. And... Um, but I, I believe the Lord has really given me a different look at this this morning than, than I've possibly had ever before. And so, uh, so try to not just, uh, oh, I've heard this before, all right? Will you guys do me that favor? Uh, so, verse number one, the Lord is, he's my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. I'll fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me, in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father, how I thank you for meeting with us this morning. How I thank you for what we feel in our heart. Lord, I beg you that you'd help me not to, not to mess up, Lord, what you give us this morning. Lord, I thank you for being so sweet, Lord, to us this morning. And Lord, I just want to minister to your people. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd allow your Holy Spirit to speak to each and every one here this morning. I pray, Lord, give us all exactly what we need. I pray in Jesus' name and amen. You can be seated. So, I like to say this, we got about three types of people here this morning, and I I hope this message will be good for all of you. I I know I'm a little different when I preach than than a lot of people are used to, but I want you to, if you are here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ your Savior, some of you are going to walk out of here and you're going to say, well, that was not a gospel message, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. But can I tell you that if you are lost and don't know Jesus, I want you to see 
how good Jesus is. Because he is good. And, And there are some Christians here this morning who, as we bring this message, you're going to recognize how good Jesus is. And you're going to be able to rejoice. And I hope that encourages you. But there's also some Christians here that haven't been seeing Jesus. And I hope this will open your eyes where you'll see Jesus. Amen. We preached last week on not seeing God. And it's a kind of a staggering fact. We're not going to re-preach the message. Uh, and, and just, I, I know everyone would say, you never preach part two on Friends and Family Day, right? Well, this isn't exactly part two. This is just what I felt like the Lord was leading me to. But we talked about not seeing God. And the fact is, you can be a Christian and not see God. And we made that clear last week. You, you just kind of get blinded. You know, Peter stepped out of the boat. He was bold enough. He said, I walk on water. Get, but when he got out there, he stopped seeing Jesus. Right? Christians can do that, right? We can all do that. Uh, but I, I, so the, today what I'd like to ask is, last week we talked about not seeing God. If we could see God, what would it look like? You ever thought about that? I come up this morning and I said, I said honey, I'm a, I've been having church down there. I've been having church in the basement. And I said, did you see God? And she said, well, I, I didn't see him. Physically. <laughs> right? But that's not what we're talking about. What would it look like if you could see Jesus? And I'm going to try and tell you real clear this morning what it looks like when you see Jesus. And my, my whole uh, thought for the message this morning is just simply this. When you see Jesus, you will say, I am blessed. Amen. And when you don't see Jesus, you'll say... I got it pretty bad. And it, and it really, it doesn't, it doesn't come down to saved or lost, doesn't come down to Christian or not Christian. It comes down to, are you seeing God? Because can I tell you, I hope this text will come out to you, but can I tell you, if you see Jesus, you will say you're blessed. Amen. You will say you're blessed. You'll say, God's so good to me. God's better than I deserve. But whenever the storm starts to crowd Jesus out, you'll start saying, things are kind of rough. I got it kind of bad. Kind of got it worse than anybody else, and so let's look at the uh, let's look at the Psalms here, and just such a precious, precious scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. Boy, we could just preach for an hour on that. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. And I, and I, and way, I'm going to look at this a little differently, but I believe it's the way the Lord would have it to. But, but I've seen this in a, in a whole different light this morning. But I would like for the Lord is my shepherd. It is kind of the overshadowing of the rest of the entirety of the chapter. So everything under it kind of fits under the Lord is my shepherd. Okay? Uh, but I want you to understand this. Uh, in the Bible, uh, we are described as sheep. Okay? Sheep, everyone knows, sheep are not intelligent, they are not strong, they are not fast, they don't have any natural defense, uh, they, they, don't, they lose their way, uh, they'll, they'll run right into trouble and they can't, they're, they're just not a very, uh, um, they're not a very, um, something to be compared to, right? There's a reason God compared us to sheep, because they're nothing to be bragged about, right? By the way, that's you and me. That's right. But here's what I want you to understand. 
God's not talking about physical. He's talking about spiritual. See, we probably have at least a few smart people here this morning. We might have some strong people here this morning. We might have some good fighters here this morning. We might have some, if you're a Sorrel, you won't be, but we might have some people who are, have a good sense of direction, right? They, they don't get lost, right? But we're not talking about physically. We're talking about spiritually. And what the Bible says is all of you, you go astray real easy. You get off course. You're not strong enough to fight your battles. You're not fast enough to get away from them. You, 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 you really, a sheep is completely defenseless without his shepherd. But when a sheep learns that, he loves his shepherd. Because he knows I can't do it without him. Amen. Amen. So the Lord is my shepherd. And, and then I would like for um, I shall not want. That is kind of a, uh, again, uh, an extension of the Lord is my shepherd. Because he's my shepherd, I'm not going to want for anything. And if you could just get that this morning, as Christians, we should never want for anything. And, and Brother Trey, as I was studying this out last night, I, I began to think, and the Lord began to work on my heart, and I'm going to preach this spiritual this morning. But I began to think, I could preach this exact message using these exact words, and I could preach to you that if you are a Christian, God will take care of your bills, and God will put food on your table, and God will take care of your health. And, and we'd shout the house down, we'd say, boy, he's such a good guy. But you know, that's not what's the most important. It is your soul. He takes care of us, sure. But you know what? If I go hungry, if I don't have a place to live, if I take away my freedom, if my health goes away, if I have Jesus, I am rich. I am rich. And if I don't have Jesus, what does all the rest of that mean? There are people nearly every day, Brother Trey, who are millionaires who take their life. They have fame, they have fortune, they have money, they have everything life could offer. And they say, I'm so unhappy, I don't want to live anymore. But you know, Christians shouldn't be that way. We ought to see Jesus and say, I shall not want. So let's look at, uh, let's look at the text. Uh, first off, I want us to see, uh, under the Lord is my shepherd, I want us to see point number one is his protection. The Lord protects us. As we've already said, you know, a, a sheep, if you study out sheep, uh, if there is poisonous water, they'll just go up and drink it. If there's some poisonous berries there, they'll just go up and eat them. If the wolf comes, they'll, they'll go out and play with the wolf, right, until they get eat. Uh, there, there are many, many dangers out there, but the sheep is not smart enough to not get in trouble. How many of you as Christians have ever gotten in trouble? Walked right into it, right? But how many of you have had your shepherds come up and say, come on back, honey. You're going to get hurt right there. Amen. You're, you're, you're not smart enough to protect yourself, but you got a good shepherd who's there for you. He protects us. You know, I've studied a lot of, uh, read a lot of books about the sheep and the shepherd, uh, but the, sh- the shepherd literally will lay down his life for his sheep. He will protect them. If the wolf comes, David said the wolf came, or the, the bear came, and the lion came. And David's out there all by himself, and David just said, I just slew. I know he did it with the power of the Holy Spirit, but he literally just took that bear and said, you're not getting my sheep. He took that lion and said, I grabbed him by the beard, and I slew him with my hands, because you're not getting my... I want you to imagine when the devil comes after you, when danger comes after you, if you're a child of God, your shepherd steps up and says, you can't have my sheep. Amen. Does anybody get that? Amen. 
Kehemashib, he protects us. Now, I'm going to do this at every point. I really want you guys to get, get this. If you see God, you can look back over your Christian life. I just look over your shoulder, spiritually. Look over your shoulder. Is there any Christian here who can say, I don't care if you've been saved for a week or 40 years, can look over your shoulder and say, I can see where I got in trouble. And he came after me. I can see where something would have took me out, but my shepherd saved me. I, I can see where I almost went astray and would have been gone, uh, but my shepherd saved me. And if you look back, if you look back and you see that, if you can see your God, if you can see Jesus, you're going to say, I am blessed. He takes care of me. But if you can't see Jesus, you're going to look back and say, it's been a mighty hard journey. It's been a mighty rough way. I'm holding on to make it to heaven, but it sure has been a miserable journey. Am I drawing a picture here? There are Christians who say Jesus is good, and there are other Christians who say it's so hard, I'm barely going to make it through. Which one are you? Because if you see Jesus, you've got to say, ha, he's been mighty good to me. Amen. Amen. He's been mighty good to me. So then we look at point number two, and point number two, he says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Point number two is the provision for the soul. Again, we are talking spiritually here. We're talking spiritually. Now, the, the idea of maketh me to lie down in green pastures, we know that is the food source for the sheep. Amen? You lead them out into a, into, a, into, a, into a pasture and there's just plush grass there. So the picture we have here is plush, abundant, all-you-can-eat food. Does the Lord feed us? Amen. Brother Trey, I really like what Brother Trey said. I really like what he said. If this is all you're getting, you're starving yourself to death. You ought to be listening to preaching. You ought to be, you ought to be taking it in. You ought to be reading your Bible. You ought, to be re- you ought to be feeding your soul. But what this says is if you are a Christian, your shepherd will feed you. He will, he will abundantly feed you. He, he might even let you get a little bit fat because he feeds you so much. And we hear all the time people say, well, I'm not getting fat or I'm starving to death or I'm, you know, I'm anemic and all these things spiritually. But you know the truth is? This scripture says if you have him for your shepherd, he will feed you. Listen, oh, I don't like the preacher. Well, do you like the Bible? I don't get anything. Well, what what he's saying is, if you have a terrible preacher, I will still feed you. Because the Word of God is good for your soul. Listen, there are no starving children of God. There are sheep that are too stubborn to eat. But there are no starving. Can I, can I just tell you, I, I want to I make this encouraging, but can I just tell you that you are insulting the shepherd when you say, I'm not getting enough to eat. Because you're saying your shepherd's not taking very good care of you. He will feed you. 
Now it says, uh, He leadeth me beside the still waters. If you study, the, if you study out in, na- in uh, natural sheep, uh, they will not, the Bible, or the Bible doesn't say, the, but uh, shepherds will tell us in real life when they write books about it, that a sheep will not drink from running water. So you go out to the river and it's bubbling down to the sheep. They're afraid of it. They, they hear that noise and they think there's something's going to get them, right? So they won't drink. So the only way a sheep will drink is if the water is calm and still. And he feels safe. And the shepherd leads him out there into safe, clean water for his soul. Then the Bible says something about I will, I will be in you as a, as a, a water bubbling up and, and flowing over in our soul. You know, I was thinking, you can go, uh, um, I know none of us Baptists want to try this theory out, but you can go quite a, way, quite a few days without eating. But you know you can't go without drinking? Is that right? You know, if you go without food, you get hungry. Uh, you know, if you're a man, you get grouchy. Uh, but, it, but, if you, but if you go without water, your system starts to shut down. You get dehydrated. You, you have all kinds of health issues. But when, you know, we, we've had numerous people in this church, uh, some, some of you, who have gotten real dehydrated. Boy, you were just sick, thought you were dying, right? Boy, you're just so sick. And they take you in, they just put some liquid in you, and all of a sudden, life comes back. I mean, just all, it's like magic, right? Just, oh man, I feel good. You know what the problem was? You were getting dry on the inside. I wonder if that ever happens spiritually. I wonder if we have any dehydrated Christians here this morning. Oh, I'm dying. Maybe you're just thirsty. Maybe you just need some water. Maybe you just need the, 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 the Holy Spirit to give you an IV to get some liquid in you. But he says here he will give you, uh, uh, lead it to be beside the still waters. So there is plenty of food, there is plenty of water. And what he's saying is he is taking care of your soul. He's taking care of your soul. So you're going to have a healthy soul. Now I love this next part. We're still under the the provision for the soul. But I love this next part. It says, He restoreth my soul. Are there any Christians here this morning who can say, There's been a time I got discouraged. Is there any? I got down. I, I felt like quitting. I thought it was over. I was done. Listen, there, there's not, unless you just got saved last week or yesterday, there's not any Christians here who haven't went through that. We all go through that, right? Brother Trey was talking about, you know, Brother Trey was talking about uh, Sunday school teachers who quit teaching and, and people who used to work and quit doing it and all these things. But the truth is, and the truth is, every last one of you, I don't care who you are, every last one of you sitting there has had that thought, I'm going to quit. I'm done. I'm not doing this no more. I quit church. I quit my job. I'm not working in the church. Or I'll go to church, sit on the pew, and do nothing. I quit. But is there anybody here who's ever had that shepherd come along and get a hold of you and say, let's go back. Let's go back. I know you're hurting. I know you're discouraged. And he picks you up and he carries you back. And he sets you back down and says, let's stay in here. Restore of my soul. I believe, the, I believe the psalmist said something about a lifter up of my head. Boy, isn't that good? Anybody ever get one of these? Right? Anybody ever have a Lord just get a hold of you and just lift your head back up? 
See, the picture we're trying to draw here, the psalmist is trying to draw, is that, that, that we have everything we need to live an abundant life, that we have everything we need to live in a victorious life, and that our shepherd takes good care of us. And the only way you are not a happy, blessed Christian is if you don't see Jesus. Because if you see him, you're going to say, oh, he's so good. He's so good. I have problems. He's there. I get discouraged. He helps me. I want to quit. He says, oh, no. You know, I I can't tell you how many times I've quit. I mean, over and over. But every time, my shepherd comes along and says, son, let's talk about this. You can't quit. You can't quit. Don't you love what, what Peter said, 6th chapter of, uh, of the book of John, and, and you know, a whole bunch of disciples have been following him, and Jesus kind of made things hard on him. He said, if you don't eat my, uh, eat my flesh and drink my blood, you cannot be my disciple. And a whole bunch of disciples went away. And, and so there was just a few of them left, and Jesus said, will you also go away? Now, Peter wasn't real smart, and he usually said the wrong thing, but this time he got it right. He said, Lord... To whom would we go? Where are we going to go, Lord? If you see Jesus, you can't leave Jesus. Because when you see Him, like Peter, you'll say, there's no place else to go. This is it. Amen? This is it. So, we see the picture here of a healthy, a well-fed soul, spiritual. uh, We are healthy and we are strong. So if, again, if you see Jesus, you are going to look over your shoulder, you're going to look back in the mirror, whether it be a few weeks or or 40 or 50 years, you're going to look in your mirror and you're going to say, since I started my journey, I have been fed, I have been blessed, God has been good to me, He's restored my soul, and praise God, He's taken care of me. If you don't see Jesus, you might look over your shoulder and say, been a mighty rough journey just having a hard time I, I don't want to rabbit trail far too far but, but but there are those people when you go to church this is kind of this is their testimony well I'm having it mighty rough but I just can't wait to get to heaven that should never come out of a Christian's mouth life God is here God is good he's good right now Oh, I just can't wait to get to heaven. This is a terrible, terrible life. Jesus never called you to a terrible, terrible life. You're not doing it right. God called us to be blessed. Listen, if we have lost people here, they ought to see Christians who are saying, God is the greatest thing you could ever have. You should want Jesus because He's so great. Instead of come and get saved and be miserable with me so we can go to heaven. Right? We have to be saying, God is great. I want everybody to know, watching us online and here, if you don't have Jesus, you're missing out on the best life you could ever have. It's the best life. It is an incredible life. It's not that there's not problems, it's not that there's not heartaches, but it is that I have a shepherd who's always there with me. I have a healthy soul because he takes very good care of me. So I have provision for my soul. I have protection for my soul. I have a really different take on this, and, and I don't think I've ever heard anybody say this before, but this is just really the way that I... I interpret this scripture. So the verse number four starts out, yea, though. 
I want you to I want you to take that, and this is this is how I'm saying. We're looking at this spiritually. We have a shepherd. We shall not want. He's taking care of all of our physical needs. I am healthy. I am strong. I I am full of God. Uh, my soul is very well taken care of. And so, because I am healthy and strong and being well taken care of, even though, uh, yea, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, I want to give you a real little different twist on this. And again, I, you could preach this naturally. I, I, that's not what was on my heart this morning. In the Bible, the Bible says, uh, uh, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Is that what it says? Death represents sin. So I would like for this to represent to you and I sin. So if we're talking spiritually, you know the Bible says that if you're a sinner, that you're dead and you're trespassing sin, you're dead. Right? But the Bible says if you're, a, if you're born again, you're alive to Jesus. So we have in this room this, this morning, we have a bunch of dead people and we have a bunch of live people. Depending on if you have Jesus. If you don't have Jesus, you're dead. If you have Jesus, you're alive. So if you're alive and you have to go through the valley of the shadow of death. I want you to think about this. If we allow death to represent sin, do we ever have to go through sin here in this world? Is there any sin being pushed on us right now? I, I'm, this is really important. This is really, really good. Some of you ought to shout and some of you ought to say, ouch, okay? This country is a mess. But both this country is a mess. Our culture's a mess. Right. Listen, I talked to guys that were, I, talk, I just talked to a couple guys this week. But I talked to guys where I talk about lost people on their way to hell. And they say, Gary, it's bad. It's bad. Country's lost its mind. Went completely insane. And so then we say, well, they might start taking away our freedoms, and they might start persecuting us, and they might do this, and they might take care of all these different things we say about it. And so, and you turn on the TV, and it is just, ugh, right? And, it, and you turn on the news, and it's just, and what I say is, we are, and then you go to Walmart, and I mean, it's just, it, the sin is all around us. Does anybody ever feel like we're just trapped by sin? It's all around us. So we probably should just go hide. We should run away and be afraid. Right? He said, Yay, though I was. So I was reading this last night, or this is kind of the way it came across to me. I am well fed spiritually. I am drinking water from heaven. My soul is healthy. My soul is strong. I am seeing Jesus. I am with Peter and say, Lord, if that be you, bid me to come and I'll climb out of the boat. All of that, if I have to walk through this sinful world. But look what he said. I will not fear. What's the next part? For thou art with me. What, what can the government do that Jesus cannot handle? What can the culture do that Jesus cannot handle? 
What, what can happen in our churches that Jesus cannot handle? What can happen in life that Jesus cannot handle? If you are healthy, if you are seeing God, if you are being blessed and He's feeding your soul, it does not matter what comes in, does not matter what goes. Listen, I know it's bad, I know it's discouraging, but can I tell you, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Now, now look what it says. It says this. It says, the valley of the shadow of death. Now, look, this is really good. This is really, really good. If you're strong and you're healthy and this whole world is caving down on you with sin, it's just like a shadow. It can't hurt you. Do you ever have a shadow hurt you? I mean, a shadow, you, you can see it and it's got a shape to it, but it doesn't hurt you. So the, the point number uh, three, I'm sorry I did not give that to you. Point number three is a prison of sin. Don't we sometimes feel like we're in a prison of sin? It's just like everywhere you go, there's just sin. Immorality, sin, morals have went out the window, common sense has went out the window, uh, sin is just everywhere. And then, and then we say, well, the world is so bad, the government is so bad, everything is so bad. And then sometimes we say the church is going that same direction, the church is getting to be so bad. And all these things are being said. But can I tell you, you feel like you're in a prison of sin. But he said, uh, I am with you. Amen. Does that make a difference to anybody here? Now, hey, I better finish my verse before I lose my place here. How many of you love this? For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The shepherd has a staff and he has a rod. We've all seen that. And so the sheep, as he's going, if he starts to get out of the way a little bit, he'll just take that rod and he'll just tap him getting back on track. Take that, uh, take that uh, hook and wrap it around him, bring him back where he's supposed to be. So if you get the picture, this old sinful world that we're living in, if we have our, our soul is healthy, doesn't matter how bad this world gets, we have a shepherd that's keeping us right where we're supposed to be. Amen. Listen, can, can Jesus guide you no matter how bad it gets? Can he keep you no matter how bad it gets? Can he bless you no matter how bad it gets? So, what do we got to worry about? Now, now here's where you're either going to say amen, hallelujah, or ouch, that hurt. All right? I love you. I love you with all my heart. I think we probably get a 100% unanimous vote here this morning that this country's in a mess. I think we could probably get a 100% unanimous vote that our culture is terrible. But here's the difference. There are some Christians here who see Jesus and they say, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. God's good. Right? Does not matter what the president does. Does not matter what the government does. Does not matter what our culture does. Does not matter about any of that. It'll be like a shadow to me because even though I'm in the prison of sin and all around me I'm surrounded by sin. Does not matter about that. I have a shepherd who is keeping me, comforting me, guiding me. And does not matter what the world does. I have a shepherd who will take care of me all the way in the end. Listen, I am confident that until Jesus returns, he's going to take care of me. Thank you, Lord. But when you're not seeing Jesus, this is what you say. What are we going to do? 
How are we going to get through this? Oh, pastor, it's so bad. I just, we just need to, we need to go high. We need to build bomb shelters and, and we need to have, you know, we got to do all these things. You know, it's going to, no, listen, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, if I had my way, I'd change a lot of things. I'd change our culture. I'd change a lot of things. But the, here's the point. We Americans are so spoiled. We're all a bunch of spoiled brats. We've had it so good for so long. So I've, my entire life, I have always had freedom of religion. And we look at now what they're doing and we say, oh, it's so bad, we're not going to be able to serve Jesus. And what are we going to do? We need to bow our heads and we need to run and hide. We need to do all these things. But here's the thing. Do you realize that um, uh, Nero uh, in, in the days of the first century wasn't exactly nice to Christians? He burned them to the stake and fed them to the lions. And the church grew like never before. See, the gospel isn't bound by what the government does. The gospel is bound by what you guys do. If you see Jesus, you say, this ain't going to be no problem. I've been telling you guys for a long time. I told you before the election ever came. It does not matter what happens. We may be looking at the greatest opportunity to spread the gospel we've ever had. Or we can hang our heads and say, we're doomed and there's nothing we can do. Just depends on if you see Jesus or not. Amen. 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 Say, Pastor, you said it doesn't bother you. Here's my, here's my remedy. I, I don't mean to sidetrack. You, you call me a wimp. You call me a wimp. But, but can I just tell you... God help me. I I should not go here, but I'm going to go here anyways. I turned the radio off. I turned the news off. It got so discouraging. I just suck in the life. I'd be listening to preaching poetry. I'd be just, man, God's good. Oh, gosh, what are we going to do? I'm going to die. It's so bad. So I quit listening to it. Some of you would be better Christians if you quit listening to the news. You're so discouraged. You're so down. You can't get up. Hold your head up. You're so, oh, woe is me. If you'd say, I'm going to read my Bible, listen to some preaching, and forget about Washington, we could have church. But you come to church so worried about what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Listen, I'm not preparing to fight against the government. I'm prepared to go home. So if you see Jesus, we got nothing to worry about. If you don't see Jesus, you ought to be scared. And some of you are very scared. Amen? All right. Number four. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Truth is, I don't care how nice you are, I don't care how good a person you are, I don't care who you are, there will always be somebody that doesn't like you. Can I get an amen? amen. There's always going to be somebody that don't like you. I mean, I'm a super nice guy and there's people who don't like me. You believe that? I mean, it's hard to believe, but there's people who don't like me. But in all seriousness... Everybody has someone that doesn't like them. There's someone that you just, they just rub you the wrong way. There's someone who just says the things that just hurt you. There's someone who disappoints you. There's someone who just doesn't like you. That's for every single person here. But the shepherd said, I'm so good that you could sit down across the table from your worst enemy and enjoy that meal and not bother you. Is anybody with me this morning? <laughs> oh, I just can't worship Jesus. Someone hurt my feelings. Oh, I just don't want to go to church. Someone offended me. Oh, there's someone there that I don't like. Or someone in the family did something. Or someone this or someone that. Can I tell you, until you die, people are going to be hurting your feelings. And people are going to be not liking you. And people are going to be doing things. Listen to me. Sometimes you just got to say, that's how it is. But he said, I'll make you to be able to sit down and it won't even bother you. 
Now, I know no one's ever done this here, but has anyone ever had someone who was giving you a hard time, and from the time you got up in the morning until you went to bed at night, you were just consumed by that person? I mean, sometimes it's going to claw their eyes out and beat their brains out, right? But, uh, but, but even if it's not that, it's just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so hurt and I'm so, and all you can, and you just, the more you think about it, the more you just are just so consumed by what they've done to you. You're not seeing Jesus. Anybody ever had someone do something really, really bad to you, hurt your feelings, say something hard to you, just let you know they can't stand you? And you say, man, I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to have a great day. I'm, I'm going to enjoy myself today. I'm going to go home and I'm going to, you say, preacher, yes, thou preparest a table before me. Some of you, I never, I've never had this problem, but some of you, when you get so upset, you can't eat. Now, I don't eat whether I'm upset or not. Right? <laughs> if I'm sick, if I'm upset, I'm going to eat, right? Some of you won't eat because you're so... T- but he said, no matter how bad your enemies are, you will be able to just sit down and enjoy that meal and have yourself a good time. Amen? Amen? Because get this. If that person who's giving you such a hard time and saying things you don't like and hurting your feelings and being mean to you, if they become your best friend, you'll find another enemy. Because that's what we do. There always will be an enemy. There will always be someone who doesn't like you. But listen here. He said, Thou anointest my head with oil. That is a sign of, you know, they, they anointed priests, they anointed kings, uh, they anointed uh, the, the missionaries in the New Testament, they sent them out. They, they, there was an anointing. It, it, was, it was a symbol of, of being separated, sanctified, uh, 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 consecrated for the Lord. But how many of you know what else the oil always represents? The Holy Spirit. Our shepherd said, when your enemy is attacking you, I'll anoint you and the Holy Spirit will lift you up and you can be encouraged. And then he said the strangest words, my cup runneth over. Brother Darren sings that song, I'm drinking from my saucer because my cup's done overrun. I got so much, it just overflowed. How many of you can get in a situation where someone's mad at you, someone's yelled at you, someone's done something you didn't like, someone's hurt your feelings, and you can say, I'm just so blessed, I can't contain myself. That's the picture of a victorious Christian. So, as you look back over your life, I'm guessing if you've been saved very long, you've had a few enemies. Can you look back in your, in your rearview mirror and say, God has blessed me. He's helped me through every time someone's done something to me. Or do you look back and say, man, it's just, people have just been mean to me all my life. Poor little old me, I've got it so bad. Am I, is this too real? Is this too real? Because it's time we start seeing Jesus. We've got some lost people here this morning. I want them to know how good Jesus is. And I want them to know that there will be problems, there will be trials, there will be heartaches, but Jesus is always there. He will always take care of us. And so point number four was the people that are against us. Uh, There will always be people that are against us. And point number five, uh, there is a prosperous spirituality. Uh, Prosperous spirituality. So if we get down to verse number six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I just get this picture. If he's feeding you well, he's protecting you from harm. He's he's taking care of you when you go through the prison of sin. Uh, He's he's helping you, the people that are against you. When he's done all of that for you, well, when you get to the end of that, all you can say is, he's good. He's merciful. He's a great God. Praise his holy name. That's all you can say. He's good. He's a good God. And I love the end of the verse. It says, And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, you can take that a whole lot of different ways. You can take it however you want to take it. But here's how I take it. This is not the house of the Lord. I'm not saying it's not the house of the Lord, but this is not the house of the Lord. I had a house of the Lord in my basement this morning. Jacob was out in the field with a rock, and he had a house of the Lord. What is the house of the Lord? It's where God shows up. Brother Trey said, maybe it's a tree. Maybe it's a rock. Maybe it's wherever. Maybe it's a closet. But God shows up. I don't, I don't, you know, the time may come when we can't come to this building any longer. Time may come, even if the government doesn't take away our freedom, time may come when I'm not physically able to come to this church. Any of you ever been in a place where you wanted to come to church and you couldn't? This year, a lot of people have. Sister Marlene and all those that wanted to come, couldn't come. Does that keep you from going to the house of God? No, because God's everywhere. So I will dwell in the house of the Lord is just simply saying, I'm going to fellowship with God forever. I'm going to fellowship with Him. I'm going to enjoy Him. I'm going to be blessed by Him. So let me finish this out. So, Kaysom, where are you at, buddy? Come here. I was downstairs uh, praying God would bless me this morning and uh, to, to let me feel this, right? And, and I'll be honest, with you, I, I thought about the message and I thought it's a good message. It has a lot of good things to say, but I thought, you know, it's, I don't feel it like I'd like to feel it. And I'll be honest with you, I, I first started thinking about uh, Miguel and Jacob and Josh. And, and I, I don't know where the rest of you guys are at with this, but I carry a heavy burden for them. They're young preachers and... They don't maybe realize it, but they don't have a clue what they're doing. And, and I mean that with love, but I've been where they're at. There's a lot of obstacles between where they're at and where they're going that they're going to really have problems with. And I got to thinking about how are they, and what, what, if, what if I am taken out and, and they have to fight those battles alone? And the Lord said, I am their shepherd. They don't have to have you. They have me. They may not have all the answers now, but when they get off course, I will correct them. When they, get, when they get discouraged and down, I'll pick them back up. But am I the only one that, you know, those of you that aren't from our church, um, Kaysen got saved uh, uh, quite a while back, and then Callan got saved, and Peyton got saved, and Javi got saved, and we just had all these little kids, uh, uh, and I was going to bring them all up here, and I was afraid what would happen. So, <laughs> so I just went with a safe bet here. Uh, but... I, I want, I'm real serious now. I'm being very, very serious. How many of you have said they have no hope? They have no hope. I mean, it, it's so bad, they have no hope. And God said, I am their shepherd. It can't get so bad that they can't make it. Is anybody with me? I remember, I remember this so very well. I, I went and talked to my dad about this. I remember this so very It seems kind of silly now uh, because we're so old. But I remember when me and Renee first got married. 
And back then, I thought, boy, it's the end of time. I, I did. I remember talking to my dad. I thought, the end of time, any day now. The end of time's coming. The Lord's come back. It's, just, it's so bad, it can't get any worse. I remember that. And I told my dad, I said, I don't think we should have kids. It's just so bad. It's just so bad. I don't want to bring kids into this evil, wicked world. And we thought real serious about not having kids. I'm so glad we did. Amen. <laughs> and now my kids come along, and you say, well, the world's getting so bad, let's just quit having kids. Can I tell you, that's not the answer. The Lord is my shepherd. As these kids grow up, listen, Papa might not be here. The pastor may not be here. The world might be ten times worse. It's hard for me to even fathom, but it might be ten times worse than it is right now. By the t- I, it scares me to think where they will be in 15, 20 years from now. But can I just tell you, they know Jesus. That's all they need. And whatever happens to this country, whatever happens to this culture, they can make it. When the Lord returns, there will be faith. There will be those serving Him. Amen. I count on that being our kids. Amen. Is anybody with me? Amen. Now, I just want to ask you guys. It's time we stop panicking and it's time we start seeing Jesus. Amen? Amen? There's a bunch of Christians running around scared to death, scared out of their mind, can't sleep at night, can't eat, and just tore all to pieces. It's time we start saying, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. You ought to be encouraged, ashamed, or ready to get saved right now. We pray that this message has stirred your soul as you continue on for Christ. If you've been blessed by this sermon, we encourage you to share this podcast with others that we made together and embolden each other for the kingdom cause. To listen to Sandhill Sermons live, you can join us Sundays at 11 o'clock on Facebook and YouTube. You can also find additional content such as our Steadfast Studies podcast or the NOYC Godcast for Youth provided by Sandhill for spiritual growth of all ages. These can be found at sandhillfwb.com or on all major podcast platforms. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way.